Thanks for tuning in to the Blab Podcast. This episode is episode four, and today I have guest speaker Alicia Hill joining me. She is a personal trainer, and we will be talking about our body image after having babies and how we can look after our bodies. Thanks for tuning in. Hi, and thanks for listening to the Blab Podcast. In today's episode, I've got an amazing woman named Alicia Hill to join us on the podcast today. Alicia is a a, a successful uh, personal trainer, business owner, and online coach, and she's worked with over 500 women, can you believe that, in the last three years. Uh, Alicia has um, extensive knowledge in the way in which our bodies work um, and how they respond to exercise and nutrition. understanding you know that it's not one size fits all kind of approach so Alicia aims to inform and teach um, with a no bullshit approach um, through mindset motivation and metabolism which is fantastic Um, Alicia is um, you know wanting to change the world one woman at a time and um, so yeah so let's get into meeting Alicia in the podcast Sorry, I don't know why I started really weird then. <laughs> it's like I was answering a telephone call. <laughs> Hi, thanks for calling. Well, that's a great way to start a podcast, isn't it? Anyway, I'm here with Alicia Hill from Tactical Fitness. And um, Alicia is a personal trainer. And um, yeah, so we're here to talk about her experience with uh, body love and body image um, after having children. Um, so Alicia, can you tell us a little bit about your story, um, you know, after having children and with your body image? Yep. Um, so my story is a little bit different, I guess. Um, I was very young when I fell pregnant with my first child, my daughter, she's now five. So I was 19 when I fell pregnant and I was 20 when I had her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I moved over to Australia. I was originally from the UK, so I didn't really have anyone. I didn't have a support network or a tribe of women around me to kind of help me through my pregnancy. I had my mum, obviously. Um, But I think for me as well, whilst I was pregnant, I wasn't in a very happy relationship. Um, It was very rushed. So I think... In regards to my body image, um, that was kind of put down to me by a man um, because when I was pregnant, he was telling me that I needed to exercise, Mm -hmm. that I needed to move, that I needed to eat certain things. um, And if I was eating chocolate, it was you shouldn't be eating chocolate. So was this doctor saying this to you? No, this was my partner at the time. So um, Poppy's father. Yeah. That's a lot of pressure. Hundred percent, a lot of pressure from someone that you is that you think loves and respects you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Is supposed to care about you and look after you. Um, But that was one of many turbulent experiences during my pregnancy with him. Anyway. Um, and so I. I gained 35 kilos when I was pregnant with my daughter. Like I just piled it on and I was like, took the rule of eating for two. And as a personal trainer, you think, you know, oh, they should know better. They should do this. But you then categorize. So you were a personal trainer at this stage? Yeah, I was a PT. I was working in the gym. Um, And I guess as well, I wasn't as 
knowledgeable as I am now in pre and postnatal health. It wasn't yeah. something I specialized in mm-hmm. until obviously after I had my daughter. Yeah. Um, so the relationship that I had with my body um, and the way that I thought and viewed myself because of um, what was said to me and the way I was spoken to just was in a very negative way. And that was right. no, nothing of my own. Like I've always just been happy with myself with the yeah. way I am like if I'm working out if I'm eating well do you know what I mean I'm healthy and I'm strong that's mm. but when someone else's words and voices are put into your head you start to become those things yes you start um, to believe it absolutely you start yeah. to believe it so yeah that's um basically where it came from and mm. then I worked hard I applied all the skills and knowledge I have now um yeah. to not lose my baby weight like it wasn't the be all and end all for me but I wanted to be strong and I wanted to be a role model yes. for my daughter as yep. well as for myself and for my clients yep. so um and then with my son I applied everything that I knew and it was smooth smooth sailing really and I had a man that loved and adored me and told me I was beautiful every day yeah so, so yeah. You, you had two completely different pregnancy experiences and two completely 100% after pregnancies experiences definitely wow so um how did you sort of overcome all of that i know you talked about um you know getting back into your rhythm of doing what it is that you do but how did you mentally get through all of that i planned to leave him which is probably a completely different conversation Mm. but when you're um when you put down so much and you feel like there's you know good for anyone like yeah. I was told so many horrible things mm. um so I planned I planned to leave and I did um and I was a single mum I was on my own with yeah. my daughter and I need to be strong like that's that's the mentality you have yeah. like it's like fight or flight isn't it and yeah I needed a fight and mm-hmm. um so I turned aggression into kind of motivation um, Mm -hmm. and sadness and things like that. Mm -hmm. And I was training, I was exercising. I found a gym that I could take her to. I started up my own business and I just fueled all of that hate into something that was passionate and that I loved. So Amazing. Yeah. And um, so with your most recent pregnancy and having your son, what's his name again? Theo. Theo. Um, Obviously, you've, you said that you had a, a nice pregnancy and you had awesome support and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but did you have any body image issues after you had Theo? I, no, I actually didn't. And yeah. I think I learned so much about myself and so much about the, I've worked with hundreds of pre, like prenatal women, postnatal women. Yeah. Um, and I've, applied what I teach like Mm. in a headspace way to him like obviously there were times when um I was going out and the clothes that I wore before him didn't fit me but I didn't let that negatively impact the evening I was going to have like I had a pair of jeans that I when did I buy I was probably like maybe a year before I fell pregnant before I fell pregnant yeah and they were like I never buy expensive clothes but these jeans were expensive they're a good quality brand and I used them as a guide and I was like okay I'm gonna try them on and every time I tried them on instead of saying to myself you know 
you're fat, you can't wear them, you should have probably not done this, you should have probably done that. Yeah. I was more intuitive with the way I was talking to myself by mm. being like, look, they're coming up your thigh that little bit more now instead yeah. of going, you know, you should yeah, just, yeah, you should just throw them away, you shouldn't wear them. So, yeah. um, obviously, every, like everyone, myself, I have my days where um, my hair might not look great and I've got all of these flyaway bits that aren't kind of sitting where they're supposed to, but I yeah. embrace it now because life's too short to be miserable. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, if you eat yourself up about it, you're never going to get anywhere. Absolutely. So you just live in self-below. Yeah. yeah. Um, so why is, why starting is never the hardest part? That's one of the things that you wanted to talk about. So do you want to elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah. So I've, I'm an online coach, so I work mm. with people um, across the world, across Australia. Yeah. And one of the things that I always used to say to anyone that I worked with was, you know, starting is always the hardest part. But the more I thought about it, it's actually quite contradictory of me to say this, but like it's not, starting is never the hardest part. Mm. Um, so obviously you play this mind game with yourself of, you know, I'm going to get to the gym or I'm going to start this I'm going to start eating healthier and things like that and to do that is quite simple you just have to go and do it but the yeah. hardest part on any journey of self-exploration or health or fitness or whatever thing that you're aiming for it's the keeping up with it it's the consistency yeah. of doing it um everyone seems to think that it's the thing about motivation and oh, I haven't got any motivation to do this mm. and like I'm a firm believer in it's everyone's got motivation but not a lot of people have discipline yeah to actually implement the things that they say they're going to do or stick to it so yeah. if you're going to you've joined the gym and you're saying you're going to go twice a week and you do it on the first week mm. you've done it you've started yes. but maintaining that and establishing that habit to continue it yeah is discipline and you find motivation mm. in attending like yeah. By doing so it's more it. of allowing it into your life than just achieving yeah. that because that achieving sort of stops it straight in its tracks. Yeah. Whereas allowing it into your life, it becomes more of a, a positive yeah. habit. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Because you can find motivation in like, I've just done a workout and now I feel like, yep, I've achieved something and it's motivated me that 1% more to go, okay, you can do it again this week. Yes. So yeah. Awesome. That makes sense. Absolutely. So um, tell me a little about um, your perception of body love and loving your body. What's, what's the difference? So I believe that like we've just spoken about with mm. um, pregnancy and after birth and not necessarily just generalizing women who have children, but just women in general, in general. Yeah. and even men as well, they suffer from mm -hmm. some of the like some sometimes a little bit worse, I think, in some cases mm. because they don't discuss it or talk about it. Yeah, but I feel like body love and accepting your body for its beauty, its natural state, the way in which you were born, what you are gifted with is something that is obviously that you have to habitually practice every day. Yeah, um, but the difference for me in body love and loving your body is loving your body is respecting it in the same way as you would your kitchen, for example. This, mm. Like this is a really bad analogy, <laughs> really bad analogy. Okay. But like, or your home, you ensure that your home is like, well, sometimes somewhat clean, <laughs> like somewhat sanitary. Do you yes. know what I mean? Like yeah, you respect it and you look yeah. after it. 
And I feel like kids doing, aside. yeah, kids aside, 100%, because <laughs> that's just absolutely impossible. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I feel like you should give the same respect to yourself as well and mm. not using exercise as a trade off or using exercise or moving your body as a chore because mm. by simply loving your body enough to move it and to exercise um, or just walking or taking part in a team sport, anything that is going to get you active and yeah. have your heart rate moving at a decent rate, yeah. you're preventing so many diseases mm. in later life. Like as females, um, over the age of 38, we lose a kilo of muscle mass a year and that yeah. gets replenished with fat. Really? Is that true? You yeah. lose a kilo of muscle you mass can each up year. up to a kilo of muscle mass each year. Wow. Um, and that, obviously, if we're not moving our bodies and maintaining mm. a good heart rate and just being active, um, we're disposed to things like osteoporosis and yeah, arthritis. Yeah, I say, and yeah. Like, there's, I'm such a believer in prevention is better than cure absolutely and like I'm, I'm not a coach I'm a life giver if yeah. that makes more sense yeah. because it shouldn't be about changing your body shape or um mm. losing 10 kilos more so about moving to prevent like just to give you a better quality of life when yeah. you're older because it's funny that you mentioned osteoporosis because on the weekend I was at a retreat with a group of gorgeous women and I did a body love um, workshop yeah and um, one of the things that I'm teaching is about the body love method. And in that, um, it's the word exercise is swapped out for movement. So yeah. moving your body in a way that feels good, yeah. um, regardless of what it is, as long as you're moving your body, you're still keeping active and all yeah. that sort of stuff. So everything that you're about. And one of the things that I said specifically to the ladies was, is that, um, you know, making sure that you're able to not, become a bodybuilder but to keep your body moving yeah. so you keep your muscles strong yeah. in order to you know prevent things like osteoporosis yeah. and things like that and it is that's such track. a taboo thing as well like as a woman unless we are training strategically to or taking steroids we're never going to become the no big, that's right bulky, like we're, we're never going to be like arnold like arnie or arnold or <laughs> whatever you want to call them do you know what I mean? yeah yeah um but yeah just our our body needs muscle to move it needs mm. muscle to burn energy like it absolutely like it's so important and yeah. weight training is just so detrimental to health for men and women mm. um and just giving you a better quality of life when yeah. you're when you're in your 50s or your 60s and things like that absolutely so it's super I important. totally agree totally agree so um <laughs> I'm just I reading. I'm reading. <laughs> I'm reading a question here. Um, so, what's um, wasting your money on a waste tra wasted trainer? Is, do you mean yeah. like a waste trainer? Like no, 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 no. I wasn't quite sure how to read that question. <laughs> wasting your Would money. Would you like to elaborate? Yeah, so, wasting <laughs> your money on a wasted trainer. I think this is actually super, super duper important. Um, I feel like a really good message is coming. It is. It's going to be there once I get this thing out of my eye. So, <laughs> wasting your money on a wasted trainer. So, if you are going on the route of um, wanting to start with a personal trainer or you're wanting to start with a coach, um, I honestly believe, especially as a PT myself, there are a couple of tips that everyone needs to look out for. Mm -hmm. When you are training with a personal trainer, um, 
they should ensure that you have got a structured program that you're following mm -hmm. in regards to exercise. Um, a personal trainer should never give you a meal plan. Mm -hmm. They should never give you a diet to follow. It's yeah. actually against their code of conduct and okay. code of practice. How interesting. Um, yeah, so unless that personal trainer has... I love that tip. Yeah, has really had a... Um, has gone to uni and they have studied and they have got dietitian nutritionists against their name, they cannot give a client, they can give them meal ideas, mm. but there is no way that a personal trainer who's just finished from Australian Institute of Fitness should yeah. be prescribing meal plans to people yeah. to follow. Um, awesome advice. As well as that, you should always be seeing progress in your training. If you've been mm. with a PT for the last one, like one, two years, you've got a great relationship with them, don't be afraid to break the relationship up. Mm. Um, if you're not seeing results because mm. as a trainer you can also become somewhat of a um obviously you become friends you maintain friendships with yeah. these people as well but yeah. you're also super duper important and your needs are top of the priority do yeah. you know what i mean and it would be like if your phone wasn't working you wouldn't just keep using it because yes. it's it's there you would go i need a new phone mm. um so make sure that you're progressing make sure that you're You've got records, they're tracking everything that you're doing mm. um, and they're not standing around on their phone and being like, okay, let's go over here, let's go over there. Um, and just not giving you their attention. Just not giving you their yeah. attention and like, especially for, this is a massive thing for postnatal women is make sure that you're training with the trainer that understands mm. the postnatal body. Yeah. Um, more often than not, you could have been before you were pregnant and you were doing all of these things and running around like crazy and stuff like that. Your body's now a hundred percent different. Yes. Okay. It's moved a baby mm. from it's grown a human being, like yes. everything about you, your body shape actually changes after you give birth. Yes. Um, so it's really, really important that you Which check. not a lot of women are aware of no, actually happens not. when they're pregnant because I've spoken about this a few times, you know, it's amazing and it's wonderful when you first have your first yeah. baby because it's usually when you have your first baby, you notice the changes happening. Yeah. Um, but no one tells you that what happens to your body afterwards or the yeah. changes that happen to your body. And it can be quite a shock 100%. for some women. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of, um, you know, body image issues come in for those women Definitely. because they find it hard to fit into those genes that they could fit into yeah. 12 months ago pre-pregnancy. So yeah, I reckon that's really important to bring that awareness out as well, you know, for women to know that, you know, their bodies will change. Yeah. Um, and then that they're able to sort of deal with that in a mental Yeah, and it's a new way, way of learning yeah. as well, 100%. Yeah. Um, like, it is. It's a whole new way of learning how your body moves. Um, uh, this, there's this woman that I follow on um, Instagram, and if you're training with a trainer – after birth, you have got to be so comfortable talking about your vagina. Mm. Like I openly be like, how does your vagina feel? Yeah. And people are like, what? Why are you asking <laughs> me that? And yeah. it's like, it's the questions that you have to ask. Absolutely. And there's someone that knows and cares and is going to respect yeah. your body after birthing babies. Yeah. And you need to be able to have those open conversations with, you know, oh, I feel like, my vagina is falling out of my legs right yeah. now. Like that's not normal and you shouldn't feel like that. Yes. So, um, and you're, you're, can I say like a little bit of an expert in, um, um, the pelvic floor region and looking um, after that? The or? biggest expert 
in regards to I'm like fully trained, mm. um, but I'm not a physio. And yeah. I always recommend if anyone ever um, from my online clients or people in the gym mentioned that they're starting to feel a heaviness or a sag down mm. in their vagina or within their pelvic floor, always, yeah. always refer to a women's health physio. And mm. if a personal trainer goes, oh, I can fix that, don't believe them. Okay. Um, you can go to a women's health physio and they can do internal sonograms yeah. of what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, and as a personal trainer or a coach, they should be open to working with that physio to obviously heal and help you yeah. recover. Yeah. Um, and that's where your code of contact comes in as well. Um, you don't want to just continue to train someone mm. because they're a dollar figure. Like you need yeah. to be able to go, nope, I don't want to train you anymore. You can come back to me yeah. in 12 weeks time once yeah. you've been to a physio, once you've done Pilates once a week. Um, okay. I think that's really important. That is really important to know. Um, so you, obviously you can help women through their like strengthening their pelvic yeah and definitely like that. you can yeah. cue to focus you can cue through breathing um yeah. to engage and contract your pelvic floor as well yeah. um but obviously it's not like your bicep or your squat i can't see what's going no. on inside of yeah. you so that's where the openness and the conversations need to mm. be within gyms if you're training in a mums and bub studio or you have a coach that specializes in women's health you need to have that conversation about how you're feeling like if you've had a c-section is yeah. are you feeling okay when you're moving your body is your scar tissue healing is yeah. there any underlying issues underneath that um i had a lady that was one year postpartum and we were exercising and all of a sudden out of nowhere she was just in excruciating pain every time we were doing a lunge oh. and so i referred her to go and see a women's health physio yeah. and it turns out that her stitching oh, had no her way. scar tissue was infected right underneath right like completely she would have been oblivious to it yeah. do you know what I mean yeah um so just being aware and having those conversations like absolutely we can all talk about it online and on social media about like there's all this like period art and stuff like that which is super cool but have those conversations with people face to face as well yeah absolutely like, talk about it talk about your discharge talk about yeah. because that also goes in complete alignment with loving your body you should embrace yes every part of it like inside and out so 100 <laughs> percent great information there um so what i'm gonna say maybe your top three tips um what would you have rephrase that what top three tips do you have for our listeners <laughs> total tongue tie tonight yeah, so i'm tired <laughs> um top three tips for our listeners um in regards to body image after having their babies what what are the top three things that they should be either focusing on or thinking about um tip number one is to embrace the way you're feeling I feel like you you do need to go through the negative um, to understand that there is a positive. You yeah. have to flow with that. You can't, if you, yep, you can sit in the negative for as long as you want, but you've got to know that there is an upside to it. Absolutely. That it's like when your baby's screaming all night. They're not going to scream all night forever. One day yeah. they're going to grow up, they're going to move out of the house. And yeah. it's exactly the same with your body and the way you view yourself. It's not always going to be like this. Something is going to change. Something is going to give. Something's going to click um and to if you're going to think that thought think it but let it just be like a cloud passing it's there and then it's gone yeah don't let it sit and rain on you forever mm -hmm. um tip number two is just do some research don't mm -hmm. 
just fall into a category of something that's come up online and you're like, yep, this is what I'm going to do. Um, do research, follow through with things, speak to people, like speak to Samara and myself and all of the other amazing women that she's, she's talking to through this podcast um, and gain knowledge from them before mm. making a rash decision on something that you're going to do because a quick fix is exactly that. It is mm. just a quick fix and you're going to get that instant gratification of feeling like, yay, I've done this, but it's going to be met with then another feeling of sadness That's that right. it hasn't maintained. You haven't stuck yeah. it around. And tip number three is my favorite one. I've said this a couple of times now, but never, ever, 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 ever step on a scale. Never weigh yourself. <laughs> never step on a scale because literally like throw them in the bin throw them in the bin like <laughs> i've gotten so many of my clients to smash up their like scales with hammers yeah because like i i did a bit it was a pretty intrusive video um but i recorded myself i looked at the i looked at my scale mm. and i was 76.4 kilos yep. first thing in the morning and then i went and took a massive poo and i went for a week <laughs> honestly i swear to yeah, god yeah well like, you're not the only i've done it too yeah, like, and I've yeah. lost, i'm I've sure lost, there's many like, other women out there too and like our bodies are not made up of fat like you don't see that number no. on a scale and you're like that's 75 kilos of yeah. pure fat like that's your bone density that's your mm. muscle that's your yeah. brain your hair your blood eye. retention yeah, yeah all of it it depends as well like on what stage of the month you are in your yeah. cycle like if you're two weeks before your period is about to start, you're probably going to weigh a bit less than yep. three days before your periods come Absolutely. on. Absolutely. So throw the fucking scales away, smash Love them it. up. And yes. those are my top three tips. And, and if you do smash your scales, make sure to record it and send it to you. Send it to me. Send it to Samara. <laughs> we want to see it. Yeah, we do. We want to see it and then recycle it. In the, yes, yeah, in the bin. Because we're also environmentally friendly. We are, so. <laughs> too funny um fantastic so um we've covered all of that all right so a little surprise question here we're coming to the end um what book or movie would you recommend for our listeners to watch or read i okay so i thought it was going to be about body but completely random movie yeah um it's a really sad one but the lovely bones oh that's my you've totally got left a field on yeah, me yeah i know like i'm into dark deep i'm maybe i'm supposed to be a psychopathic murderer in a later life but um yeah so lovely bones oh i think i've seen that it's Riz with mark Wahlberg, yeah. and then the daughter's a ghost and it's really 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 it's really emotional and um is that a book or just movie? Either one. Ah, oh, you could do both if you want I to. I know. I went through this really, really um, <laughs> where I was like into. I obviously read Fifty Shades of Grey like everyone did, but then yeah. I went into this like weird erotica phase, like three <laughs> novels. It. Yeah. Um, and there's this author, and I think her name's Angel something. Mm -hmm. Um, she writes really good sexy books, and I got my nan hooked on them. Oh! And, that's great yeah, and she was really, i was like living in australia and she ring me and she was like oh Gigi used to be like oh have you read this part of it she's like i need to slap my fish in with this <laughs> like, this oh, is no. Nan. she's like in her 60s oh just loving life in 50 shades so um yeah anything 
And I still feel as well like those books also make you feel like sexy and yeah. they're good for your like self. I don't know. And then Endorphins you realize, get you yeah, that you can yeah. not bring you joy in the book either. So, <laughs> unless he's a billionaire, then yeah, you might feel like he yeah. Um, <laughs> no, so yeah, that's probably lovely bones, dark and mysterious and sad, and then yeah, Fifty Shades. I love it. Yeah, thank you so much for joining me on the Blood Podcast. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have to say, by the way, um, I met Alicia Hill very randomly again through the Mum Life community. I think it was through Renee Gibbs' um, Mum Life yeah, community, it was and um. Yeah, and then I came and did some training and stuff at the old place in Mentone and now you're located in Mordialic and yeah, they're so family friendly and orientated here as well. Came with the boys. Came with the boys. And then we like They've got a kids play area, no childcare fees, just come and work out. Train. (laughs) They're amazing. So if you're in Mordialic in Melbourne, Australia. Don't know if this will go international, but who knows? It will go international. <laughs> I've got lots of people that live in England. Ah, oh, yeah. Well, so there you go. America. Amazing. Podcast bombs. <laughs> Excellent. It yeah. needs to be spread 100%. It does. Everyone yeah. needs to hear about it and understand it because I think the way in which you advocate for it is mm. very powerful. Mm. Um, and it's things that you can implement and you read it and you resonate and you'll be like, oh, I could do that. Yeah. Mm. Well, I do that now. And yeah, it's really powerful. You're doing Thank good, you. lady. Thanks, gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> You're making me blush. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Catch you all soon. <laughs> if you'd like to connect with Alicia Hill through social media, you can find her on Facebook at Alicia Hill Health Coach or on Instagram at the.health.coach26 underscore, or you can even email her, alicia at tfbody.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to The Blab Podcast. Please head to samararomanis.com. Like the Facebook page, Body Love After Birthing Babes, and follow samara.romanis on Instagram. Have the best day.